and welcome to another episode of the Red, White, and Blues podcast. I am Daniel, and I'm joined, as always, by uh, Jason. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Got audio issues, but I'm good. Hey, look, it sounds we sound better than half the other podcasts out there, so. I, I mean, that's true. I think that's just your voice, though. Uh, I don't. I don't think I have a radio voice, though. I don't. I don't like the way my voice sounds. I mean, I like it when I listen to the uh-huh. podcast. It, I, <laughs> I like it. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> um, yeah. So Chelsea wins another preseason match. Um, yeah, we we're we're late to this this post match. Whatever. Well, I don't even know what you call it. Post match review, I guess. Yeah, we're we're late to the party. We know. My bad. It's okay. We have jobs. So yeah, we apologize. Yeah, yeah. Life gets in the way sometimes. It's usually my life, I think. <laughs> so I'm sorry about that. This doesn't pay the bills, so you know. Not yet. Not yet. That's right. Not yet. Maybe one day. But uh, Chelsea beat uh, Brighton four three. Um, and uh, we're talking before we got on. So Jason says it's a little disappointing in the final score line, considering we let Brighton score two goals when we had when they were down to ten men. So <laughs> you know that sort of sucks. Yeah, we're, uh, I, I was not super impressed with our midfields, uh, during the entire match, so, um. Well, there was one common denominator in the midfield that seemed to make things go bad, and that was, uh, Connor Gallagher, <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean. I know, I, that, I, so we were talking during the, like, first 20 minutes of the game, I mean, he seemed like he just had. He could roam wherever, mm-hmm. like in the midfield, and um, and I guess, I, I mean, for a CDM or a guy playing in the CDM role, that just doesn't seem very smart to me. So um, yeah. I wasn't very impressed with that because because they were able Brighton was able to break pretty easily, um, with Gallagher pushing all the way into the box, Gusto's up as well. Matson's like a scorer of goals apparently, so he's up as well, you know. Although he didn't score in this game, but um, like when we're pushing literally everybody up, Chilwell's up, Matson's up, Gallagher's up, Sterling can't do anything. <laughs> like that's like half the team, and Chuck's already up there, you know. It's yep. like half the team. We're leaving Santos back there for like the majority of the game. He's like a, a, the single line of defense before the defense. And then yeah. once you start subbing in other people in the defense, like Casilva comes out like the beginning of the first half, and Chilwell comes out beginning of the first half, or second half. I mean, Chuck comes out second half, Matson comes out second half. Like so, uh, who who came in for Silva at that point? Uh, would have been know. I don't remember. Is it Humphreys? Um, no, it's Chalaba. Oh, Chalaba? I don't know if he played that much. I mean, so Chalaba yeah, comes sure. in. Anyway, I just, I thought there were holes all over the field. I didn't think we had much of a shape. Um, and so it was really just like a slugfest. It was just like a very open game. Mm-hmm. So with a, like a lot of holes everywhere. So I don't, I don't know. That was basically my like impression of the entire game. <laughs> open holes. That was holes. definitely open. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> oh man! Um, oh yeah, man. it was uh, it was definitely uh, open. 
for sure. It was just back and forth and back and forth and, you know, whatever. Um, I try not to read too much in these games because i got to remind myself, it is preseason. Right, and this right. is only Potch's second game. And so it's like, what can I take away that are the positives? And the fact that we scored nine goals in two matches, you know, in the preseason is pretty good. So yeah, let's keep let's keep that up. So um, goals from Nkuku, Mudrick, Gallagher, and Jackson this game. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Um. Yeah, the Mudrick goal and the little flick on by Jackson was probably the best goal of the match. That thing was yeah. a thing of beauty. Love seeing it. Um. And hey, look, I mean, Nico has so far been the most impressive person in preseason so far. Like, to me, like, mm-hmm. he has been just on fire. Um, is it too early his, to say he's breaking the curse? He's, well, he's not wearing the jersey yet. That's the thing. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, true. What is his he, official number right now? They, don't, they haven't released him yet. Oh, okay. Everybody's wearing, like, freaking 40s. Except for the yeah, ones he, that were here last year. They had their numbers, but yeah. the new guys don't have any numbers. He wore 43 for this game. So. Yeah. So, I mean, hey, whatever. I mean, it's, it is what it is at this point. Like, there was jokes on Twitter. like, just don't give him the number nine jersey. Like, don't curse him like that. Like, keep it as far away from him as you can. So, I agree <laughs> with that. I mean, hey, look, maybe it's the actual jersey that's cursed. That's true. Maybe it is the jersey them i don't know but um yeah it was a uh it was a good match uh i didn't really i don't know like i said i try not to read too much in the stuff in the preseason because it's it is the preseason and it is one of those things where okay we won we won four three but at the same time it's like yeah our defense didn't look as good this match as it has against Rexham, but to be expected, competition is a lot better. But Gusto did have an outstanding um, match, uh, an outstanding defensive performance against Matoma. Um, so I thought that was uh, great from him to see that the fact that we now have a capable backup right back is such a relief. Like the fact that, okay, if Reese does go down with injuries this year, I'm confident in our right back. We don't have to stick freaking. Trevor Chalaba out there at right back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's pretty much it with Brighton. I don't want to sit here and dwell on the game. We got Newcastle tomorrow, but when this releases, it'll be tonight. So, uh, but yeah, Newcastle coming up. Another preseason match shouldn't be, I don't know, should be interesting. See what Newcastle does this year, see what they have going for them. So, um, see what Potch comes up with and cooks with this match. I would like to see a little bit more. I would like to see Nico and Cuckoo on the field together this match would be nice. And I'd also like to see Dos Santos and Enzo on the pitch together um, without Gallagher out there running around like a chicken with his head cut off. Um, so, um, I don't know. There, there's still things that I want to see in this preseason from this team, but we still got, what, three matches left, I think 19 days until Liverpool. So, it's it's getting here quick. Yeah, I can't believe it's this close to the season already. Um, at least we have Liverpool at home. So, yeah, I think 
uh, like the crowd will like really help us there. It'll be nice to like come back, hang out at Sanford Bridge after playing in America for this long. I mean, it's kind of been a whirlwind tour for them um, mm-hmm. at this point. So I hope that they get enough rest and um, and that Potch is able to, uh, like you said, kind of work some stuff out. Um, that I mean, that's all we can really hope for at this point. Yeah, I mean, at least we're not jet setting across the United States this year like we were last year. You know, for we've, sure. we've stayed on the East Coast. We've played North Carolina. We would play Philadelphia. We play in Atlanta tomorrow. And apparently, like, so all these London people, you know, that I follow on Twitter that are over here, you know, with Chelsea or whatever, they're really impressed with the stadium in Atlanta. Like, they're like, <laughs> I can't believe a soccer club actually plays in this stadium. It's a football stadium, first and foremost, but <laughs> it is a pretty cool stadium. Right, but, right. I mean, you know, whatever. So, I mean, I think the biggest issue now, Potch had his press conference today, um, you know, him and Reese, nothing, you know, too crazy, I guess, came out of the press conference. But um, I think the biggest thing now is sort of just the lack of uh, – signings by Chelsea at this point in time. Like, we have, what, I guess officially brought in Angelo. We brought in, I guess, Nkuku. Mm. And we brought in... Who am I missing? I'm missing somebody. I know there's one more person. Yeah, Nkuku is technically, like... I mean, we technically signed him in January, right? And then loaned him. No, and Cuckoo's no, and Cuckoo goes on the books in the summer. So was Gusto, Gusto signed? Gusto in was a yes, yes. Gusto was a January signing. Nico, that's the other one. Nico, yeah. So those are like our only three signings, and all those eighteen-year-olds. Yeah, so it's like it's one of those things that um, I'm not. Potch is apparently starting to get a little irritated with the fact that we don't have any experience in the squad, which we've been yelling about podcast for a while so it's like what do you think like, i don't know i feel like we need to do something like, well they were so quick people in. to get rid of the deadwood mm-hmm. and um and yeah now there, there's just been nothing going on i mean it's i, I know the casado deal is like what it is what well, yeah um, i mean let's just talk about that so casado this has been an ongoing thing for two months now, I guess. Two and a half months, however long it's been, you know. So, yeah. Brighton is putting their foot down, wanting 100. And it's come out today that we're not going to go over 80 for them, which I think is fair. Um, and then the whole them being stubborn and keep bringing up Colwell in the deal, which just absolutely is not going to happen. Yeah. So, it I can't mean, now. Like, I mean, yeah. maybe at one time where you would have thought about it, but it definitely can't now. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think Chelsea honestly ever really entertained the idea of putting Cole on. If they, if they did, they're morons. Just <laughs> say that. Um, yeah. But you, you can't include the best young English center back right now in any kind of deal to get Caseta, you know? And so, like, at what point do we just walk away from the Caseta deal? Like, is there, I mean, is, is it 
Is it to the point now where we should just walk away from it? I, I mean, there's no way. I, I don't. Do you think he's worth 70 mil? Possibly. Do you think he's Possibly. worth 100 mil? No. Definitely not worth that much. Like, if they're not going to budge on the 100 mil thing, then, I mean, I don't, we're not making up, and if, I guess, we're as high as 80, we're not making up mm-hmm. 20 million. This is not happening. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, I read this, so I'm not going to take credit for it, but, you know, it brings up a good point. 20 million is signing another young player. Right. So, like, why would you, you know, do that? And I, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, if the rumors are true in that Bayern Munich doesn't want Kimmich anymore, mm-hmm. it's like Kimmich, I think it's like 26, 27. So he's a few years older than Caseda, but still in his prime. And he would cost less than Caseda. He would probably fit that $80 million that we're looking to spend. And he brings you experience. So why would you not just walk away from freaking Brighton and go get somebody that has experience that, you know, that is one of the best CDMs in the world. Why would you not go over there and get him and make a play for him? So I just don't, I don't understand what we're trying to do. We're sitting here holding on to Caseta. Like you said, if they're not going to budge off the hundred billion, what's the point of sitting here and waiting? Like if it's not going to happen, it's not going to happen. Just move on. Yeah. I mean, I think some of the, um, some of the rumor is that we're still, we're still freaking in this. But also, I think people have played up like how much. I mean, I think he wants to leave Brighton, right? But yeah, that's the I, word. He, he's not making a stink about it. So Yeah, that's a fair way to put it. Yeah, so it's not like he's. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not, it, it's not like he's like super pushing. I mean, he's. He's made it known that he wants to leave. He still is like doing okay. Um, mm-hmm. um, like, or, or uh, he's not pulling a, tr- a courtois, is what I mean. <laughs> For, right. I couldn't think of like any good words, so we'll just say that For he's like, not snake moving it, you know. So, yeah. um, but like, okay, so then say we actually do sell Gallagher, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you sold Gallagher for $40 million, that makes Caseta 50 Like, if you're just replacing yeah. Gallagher with him, yeah. and, and we're wanting to play this, the four-two-three-one, mm-hmm. I don't, I just don't, I mean, I think I was okay with keeping Gallagher when we did our buy-keep-sell thing, and mm-hmm. I, I think that was before Potch. I just do not, I don't know, I don't think Gallagher plays that role well. I mean, he the the thing that Gallagher has wants to be here, but at the same time, it's like I just don't. I've never rated him like as highly yeah. as some other people have. So it was one of those things. It's like I'm shocked that we rejected the forty million for Gallagher. Like, um, like I, it was like I think forty plus three or something like that. And so it's like, why reject that? Why not just? take the 40 million to the bank and run with it. Like, I mean, I think that's a barely a fair price for Gallagher and, you know, the rumors were 50 for him. So it's like, I don't yeah. think anybody's going to pay us 50 for Gallagher. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're, if you're replacing Gallagher with Casado and mm-hmm. we go as high as 80 and they take 80, 
then you've essentially got Casado for forty million plus Gallagher. Right. Which isn't bad on the books. And I mean, it'll probably be three installments. But I think that's part of the issue too, is that like they want more money up front. Mm, yeah. With the deal with Casado, I think they want it over like three installments. So it depends on when those installments are and how we can fix our books to match it and stuff like that. So it's like every negotiation has like five other negotiations with it nowadays. Like, yeah. like there's no negotiating just to sell. Like you've got it. Like the all the terms have like ten steps to them, and everybody mm-hmm. gets hung up on every single little detail nowadays. Yep, um, it's kind of wild to me. Uh, like it is. how the mechanics of these financials work out now, and then mm-hmm. with financial fair play and everybody trying to skirt stuff there, or at least trying to like make the most of a situation. Then right. you have all of like the amortization deals and stuff like that too. So it's like mm-hmm. it, there's just a lot to think about with every single purchase, and there always has been. But it, it does feel like things are infinitely more complicated when you add like ten negotiations into the one. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it it is. It's not an easy task anymore, especially when you're trying to fix your books to be to balance. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Fixing your books is a good way of putting that. Yeah, fixing your books, you know. Um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm just Caseta deal has just irked me. It's number one. It's Brighton who have risen up my list of most hated Premier League teams. They're probably like number three now on Tottenham and Arsenal. Yeah, like it's probably Brighton, you know. And that's saying a lot for a mid-table club. Um, but <laughs> I, I cannot stand them. Like, yeah. it is crazy. So, I don't really, I don't like Brighton. And then the fact that, you know, they're demanding this outrageous fee for somebody is just like, and I, I get it. They're using Declan Rice as the bar. You right, know, right. With him being over $100 million. So, I get it. But I think Declan's a better player than Caseta. So. But clubs have been after Declan for years. Mm-hmm. And it it took years for a club to finally pay his valuation, right? Like it wasn't like he just like he like we were trying to get Declan or we were talking about Declan like when Frank was yeah. here, like the first mm-hmm. time, yeah. And they were still pricing him high, high, high. Yeah. So, I mean, with somebody like I said, who's been on the market for like one year now, yeah. Oh well, like truly one year then. And we're they're valuing a hundred million won't budge. Like they're yeah. they're doing they're doing what Everton did with Stones when we tried to get Stones, and mm-hmm. they're they're pricing him way too high, and um, and, and I just I don't know. It's like you said, there are other players we can go after probably that we can just stop this and because I because yeah. I because I do think we need somebody back there that's not Gallagher. Like, yeah, I mean, and I know this to... was a preseason game, but Gallagher wants to roam. Like Gallagher wants yeah. to like go box to box, and I and I just don't think he maybe maybe there's a player that can do it, um, but I just don't think Gallagher can. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, Dos Santos is your logical choice, but I just don't know if like he's young. Like, he's 20. Would he live up to the hype, you know? Right. Would he be able to play there the whole, you know, in that pivot next to Enzo for the whole year? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, He could. 
I mean, he's looked good in preseason, but I mean, it's still like, are we going to trust that or like, and that's the thing is like, we need experienced players. And that's why I'm so hot on Kimmich because he's such an experienced player. Like he's been there. He's done that. He's won trophies. Like he would add leadership to the team. So it just makes so much more sense to go for somebody like that. Even if he was the same price as Casado, I would still rather Kimmich. Because it's just what he – and he's versatile. Like, he can play more roles than just the CDM. So, You think he's – he's, like, valued at around 80 right now, but he's 28. Yeah. So, does that yeah. play a factor into that at all? No. I mean, I don't think it does. Because, I mean, if you – if he's 28, he's valued at 80. I mean, Byron will at least negotiate with you. So, I feel like you could get him for 70, you know, 75 maybe or whatever. Might be able to get them a little cheaper, um, but I mean, I think that's at least four years, and then or two years, two to four years, and by that time, Dos Santos is ready. Right. So I think you're give Dos Santos two years alone, and then you bring him back and you start transitioning in for Kimmich. Yeah. And then if you just replace Gallagher with Kimmich, I mean, it's still a. Huh. $40 million. If you get right. for 70, it's a $30 million thing. If you get exactly. more, if you get more for Gallagher and less for Kimmich, then it just makes it a little bit better. And Kimmich mm-hmm. is 28. Yeah. That's prime. That's prime stuff. Right. He get, he's got like two more years in him to really give you top mm-hmm. level stuff. Mm-hmm. And I mean, with the way players and they take care of their bodies these days, for sure. A lot of, you can go past that. Cause 30 used to sort of be just a generic. Okay. Once they hit 30, Mm-hmm. Sort of that, just that unspoken, they're not. But you look at, like, Ronaldo, I mean, Grant Messi's playing in the freaking rec league of um, professional soccer right now. But he's already yeah. freaking three goals in the first, you know, scored two tonight in the first 20 minutes. And then he had a free kick goal the night. So it's like just toying with the freaking MLS. Yeah, he's having a good time, I think. Yeah. I mean, it was a good move for him. Yeah, it was. He's getting paid. You know, you look at what Ebert done into the, you know until yeah. he's old. I mean, Tiago Silva. Yeah. I mean, another one. Like, I mean, it's the longevity of a player's career starting to get stretched out if they take care of their bodies and do the right things. So, For sure. I don't have a problem paying, especially when it adds experience to your team, and yeah. that's one thing you need. Like, you, we need that leadership and that team aspect right now. Like, we don't have that. So, right. we have Tiago Silva, who I don't think is going to play every match, and who didn't look that great against Brighton. Mm-hmm. So, it's almost like, would you... If Fafana hadn't gone down, I think you could have had a good Fafana-Colwell partnership this year, but with him being down, you know, maybe Batty Shield can slide in there and live up to some hype, or if we sell... I mean, the rumor is Chalaba, like the management at the right prices or the board if the price is right, they'll sell Chalaba. And that means we have to go buy somebody at that point. Have, have to. Like you have to. You can't go into the freaking season with Silva, Colwell, and uh, Batty Shill, who is currently hurt. Right. Like you just can't do that. Like that's just. Stupid. I mean, I guess, I mean, he's played Kukurea a little bit at center back in the preseason, so maybe he sort of sees him as that center back in those, which we all know Kukurea sucks at center back. 
So... What is Kukure good at? Remind me. Uh, hair. He's very he good at making hair. his hair look good. <laughs> he was like a $70 million buy, too, wasn't he? Yep. That was a terrible buy. And I mean, I'm... Jesus. I, see, and, th- and that's my thing. is like, I would much rather, at this point in time, get rid of... I'd prefer to get rid of Chilwell over Kukurea. I'd prefer to get rid of both of them, honestly. You know, if yeah. we could, and just roll with Hall and Matson back there. Because, I mean, Hall looked good last year, you know, yeah. when he played and had to play. And he doesn't seem to be injury-prone. Matson's a prodigy. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm, we're just all over the place right now, Jason, and I don't know what the hell we're doing. I mean, that's kind of, like, where our team is at, though, because, like, we're two games into preseason. We, we're we playing, like, every player imaginable in both games. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's just where we are in this season. Like, we're just all over the place. We still have yep. holes to fill. Um, We've got players creating freaking holes uh, when they should just be playing defensive midfield. Yeah. Like, Gallagher, Gallagher's probably, like, Sterling and I just come to expect garbage from <laughs> like Sterling yeah. Sterling has like one good moment for 15 bad ones and yep. and Gallagher just Gallagher can be good I just don't think he's good at positioning and and I, maybe I just don't I, I mean we already know I don't know that much about like tactics or formation but like Gallagher was all over that freaking pitch mm-hmm. for a majority of the time he was in there and if he's in there, they just cut through our midfield. Yeah, like it was. Well, it's because butter. He was playing in the, and that's the thing. Is he was playing in the pivot, you know, and that's not where. Like, I just don't think he's good at the pivot. Like he's just not. Like he's good in like a three man midfield. Right. Not when with Chuck being a three man midfield, Chuck's going to push forward, right? Like he does, and then that forces Gallagher to play that pivot. So it's like, I just don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's unless not, uh, he's playing right behind the the striker. If this is yeah. our, if we're if we're doing four two but, three one the whole season, he's right. Like that's the only position that he's probably okay, like being fine playing. But he's not even going to be the. He's going to be like third option there. Yeah, if right, you have yeah, to play fair, him there, and he fair. can't play on the wing. Mm-mm. Yeah, fair. That's. He just doesn't fit Poch's system. Yeah. Because he he gets out when he has to pivot and say he was ever playing the pivot with him, say if it was, you know, Dos Santos and Dos Santos whatever got forward and Connor had to drop. He's just not good at defending. And then whenever he does get forward, it leaves a hole because he is all over the place. Like he's just right. not in position. And then whenever he, you know, drops back defensively, he I don't know what I don't know what the hell he does on the pitch. I just want to tell him. He just, he's the kid that runs around a lot. That's all he seems to do to me. He's never in where he's supposed to be. He's never, you know, he's just all over the place. And But yet he somehow finds himself in front of the goal to get goals, which is right. weird, which he's done under Potch. But, I mean, at the same time, it's like, I don't, don't, don't rate him. I just yeah. don't. I, I mean, I'm with you. Like, I think that I was okay keeping him. I, I think that was when we were playing, like, a three-man back line mm-hmm. or whatever. And he was, like, he could be part of, like, a essentially a five-man midfield. 
And right. I just don't think he I don't think he could do it. Another worry that I have is how far forward our left backs and right backs are getting in this system. I just I like see I'm I'm a big fan because see can they, so they can they firm. get back though we get dude we got dist- I mean I know this is a preseason game I'd like yeah disclaimer like we got cut up this game I just don't we're leaving too many well, options for people to make a run or go through the middle or whatever I just yeah. don't I don't trust it I don't rate Chilwell or or um. Kukure to get back and defend. Um, yeah, I, Gusto did really well. Gusto yeah. did good, and, I and feel James like is proven. Is, and James has proven that he can do it. So I'm not worried about the right side, the left side, and the way they get forward. Like I get it, it's Pacha's system, you know. So yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like I just don't like the left side. I don't get. Like I don't rate Kukure or well. That's why I'm finally getting rid of both of them. Matson, not Matt. Yeah, Matson. I don't. He's a lot more attacky minded. It seems like I haven't seen him play a lot, so I can't really. Well, speak we basically played him on defense. the wing this last game, didn't we? Yeah, that's the thing. He's he seems to be more offensive minded, but he is a left back. So yeah, I don't know. It it. I'm, I'm not worried about the right and the way Pox plays the system. And I, I like the, the left backs and right backs getting forward. I think it's good. But you've also got to have those midfielders that understand that they have to stay in position. Right. Because if they get out of position, then like you said, you can get cut open. And that's we don't have that defensive-minded midfielder in there, which is why we want Casado, which is why I break Kimmich. Like, we need that, you know. I mean, but, but Enzo would be like your defensive-minded midfielder as well. Yeah, I mean, he would be. But I think if you got that true CDM in here, like a Caseta or a Kimmich, or like, you know, got Declan in here, you could push Enzo forward more and let him be a little more creative. Um, but Enzo can defend a lot better than Gallagher can. That's what makes him so vital to the pivot. Um, so... I mean, I mean I don't Enzo, know. I, yeah, I mean, Enzo's just not much of a scorer. That, you know what I mean? Like, he's yeah. he's going to facilitate right. and I think that's what they going to do, do anything else. Right. Yeah. To get, to get forward and create chances for other players. Um, You know, that that's, I think, going to be his role. So, it, it's one of those things. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it'll be interesting. But that's, I don't know. I just, I would like to see... So we'll transition to Newcastle tomorrow, I guess. I would like to see some semblance of like a starting eleven starting to come out of this. Agreed. Like we have three preseason matches left. I'm assuming we'll probably play like a closed door friendly before Liverpool too. Like I'm assuming that'll probably happen as For well. Sure. Um, but I would like to see some semblance of a starting eleven come out of this because I feel like I have other than like. I, I guess you could. Enzo's going to start. Nico's going to start. Um, Colwell's going to start. Kepa's going to start at this point in time because we don't have another freaking goalkeeper coming in, apparently. Uh, Reese will be on the right. I mean, at this point, you have to start Silva or Chalaba. I mean, who knows? Um, yeah. I, I mean, and it, it has worried and me. Gonna... Oh, sorry. It just, back to Reese for a second. It did worry me that he just wasn't even in this one. Mm. Um, 
So I think I, because of I his hope illness, taking precautions. Yeah, I think they are. That's sort of what I read. I think he'll. I mean, he was the person at the interview today, tonight, the press conference. So I feel like he'll be. I feel like he'll play. Yeah. Good. Um. So, but I would like to see some semblance of a starting freaking eleven start to take shape. Yeah. Um. Because uh, and if it doesn't involve Sterling, that would be fantastic. But I feel like it's going to involve Sterling. So unfortunately. So, so Newcastle was our last game of the season last season. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear the lineup? What we played then? Oh gosh. It w- it ended in a one to one draw, and Trippier scored. Uh, an own goal, so that's, that's how part. that's how we yeah, got that. That's one. on par. We had uh, Keppa, Aspie, Chalaba, Silva, Hall back line, Enzo, RLC in a pivot with um, Madueke, Gallagher playing that central role right behind striker Havertz, and then Sterling on the the left. So terrible. And that's actually like there's not that many players that like out of that lineup that have like left actually. Yeah. <laughs> Which is kind of wild uh, to think about. But yeah. anyway, I'm with you. I think we need to see like I think we need to start seeing the 11 take shape. I I think like mm-hmm. it's been kind of a good way that we've done this preseason better than last season mm-hmm. where we were like parading players around Dodger Stadium and then flying back and forth between East Coast and yeah. West Coast and all that garbage that we did last year. Yeah. Like, so I, I do think this is this has been a better preseason. I think that it's been, yeah. like, a more organized one, and it, it hasn't put as much strain on the players. Um, and, and I'm with you. I think that we need to start seeing some of the, the better 11 play. And mm-hmm. then I think that, uh, like, as we go, that Dortmund game will be pretty... I, I'm putting yeah. a little bit of emphasis on that one just because we will be at a place where that's the last official game, mm-hmm. official, official-ish right. game that we're playing before the season starts. I feel like mm-hmm. that's going to be Potch's last opportunity to find um, his, his like what the players are doing together in mm-hmm. an actual match um, right. and then assess fitness from there. So I'm with you. I, I agree. I think we need to start seeing this 11 come, take shape. And if they're going to buy other players, they need to buy other players. Yeah, and that, that's the point. Like you just said, it's like if they buy a player, say say tomorrow we bought Casado, which is not going to happen. <laughs> but like the earliest he would get in would be the the Dortmund match because yeah. the next match is Saturday. I think yeah, we play we play yeah. Wednesday, we play Saturday. So he's not going to play Saturday. So yeah. he would literally have one match. So we're pretty much screwed. Whoever else we bring in, it's going to have one match to sort of gel with this team. Yeah. You know, before Liverpool. And I just, and like, that's the. the yeah, point at this point, I don't this, think we're bringing so anybody else. Slow. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's too slow. It is. I mean, and the, I mean, I get it. The, the whole point like, the, was it was that we can't buy players until July 1st because we want them to go on next year's books, which makes complete sense. But you should have every deal that you want to make done and pretty much dusted by the first week in July. Like, that way they can sign their contracts, the deal can go on next year's books, and we're good. You should have been doing that stuff in June 
but instead they were selling players, which is good. But that's why we have like fifty people on the on the board. It's not just one guy doing everything. Like it was just some something happened and somebody dropped the ball on buying players this summer because it's just been yeah terrible. Yeah, it's been it, it hasn't been good for for all the progress we made. Um, at selling players, it has not been good. Uh, on yeah. the on the other end. For sure. Because one of these was wrapped up in last freaking December. Right, exactly. One of them was wrapped up last year. And, I mean, then we had Nico. I mean, he got wrapped up pretty quick. But, that, I mean, what else are we doing? Yeah, exactly. um, So, do you want to make a score prediction for the Newcastle match? Yeah, I I mean, this this one's going to be interesting because I don't. It just depends on how open the game is and how much everybody's allowed to just kind of exhibition it. Um, (laughs) Like, I don't know. You put Gallagher in the midfield where Newcastle's going to tear us up even more than Brighton did. Um, I'm going to say, just for kicks and giggles, 3-3. I think that that's the game that I would like to see. I think it sounds fun. So, 3-3 for me. I'm going 3-2, Chelsea. That was my prediction. Um, So, 3-2. I think we just... Get the win. We don't let them score that second or that last goal. Nice. So, who knows? But we yeah. both agree that we're going to concede and score. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's that's a definite. Whatever that whatever happens, definite, yeah. we will concede, and yeah. I think we can score. Yeah, that that is a positive this year. That's we crazy to, to say. That. I yeah. think we can score. It is crazy to say. This is the first time in like two years we've sort of been able to say, "Hey, yeah, we actually have a positive." Thoughts about Chelsea scoring goals, and I don't have to trust in Trippier scoring an own goal for us just to draw a match. So, <laughs> exactly, know. exactly. You know, it's been good. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, I did want to point this out uh, to our uh, <clears throat> Tottenham listeners out there. It's great to know that your owner got indicted on inside trading charges tonight. <laughs> 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 Oh man, that is wild. I haven't even seen that yet. I'm gonna have to go read it, about that. It literally just came across like right before we got on. Like it wow. was just breaking on Twitter. Brilliant. Yep. Yep. Um so yeah, I think that about wraps it up. Uh you got anything else, Jason? Uh no, that's it. Um I this preseason I was excited and now I'm not quite as excited. Maybe the Newcastle game will change that based on our lineup. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully. It'll be interesting with the starting 11 is tomorrow. If we can sort of see what we talked about, that shape of the, a true starting 11 starting to take. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you want to tell the people where they can find us these days? I guess you can find us on X.com or whatever the crap oh, Elon Musk is freaking doing. He's been trying to get X.com off the ground forever, like way back in his PayPal days. But then somehow Meta might own some yeah, of the X stuff. But, yeah, I saw that. I saw but that. like, we're not yeah. all going to magically just start using your really like poorly run service at this point just because, I mean, we do use it. And I'm going to say we're yeah. at Red White Blues FC. But it's not like you're just going to bring back the millions of people that you lost. Um, but anyway, x.com. Uh, that's that's my little rant on the whole Twitter fiasco that's been happening yep. over the last year or so. 
And then um, we're at Substack. Daniel's been yep. writing amazing match reviews. If you want to see some of the greatest rating systems you've ever seen for player performances, uh, it's redwhitebluesfc.substack.com. And uh, we're technically on threads, which means we're technically on Instagram. And I think we might also be on Facebook. No, Red White Blues FC is not on Facebook. That's our old name. No. Yeah. I won't even say that old name anymore, even though it's yeah. a good name. We don't speak. We don't speak of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's over to us now. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So we're we're at all those places. Yep. Check us out. Um Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast at, we're there too. Um we're hoping to get some more stuff up on Substack, some articles. We got I got a couple on the pipeline that'll be out before the season starts. Um so and we got our a big Premier League pre- preview episode coming up in a couple weeks, I guess. Got yeah. that. That'll be a fun long episode to do. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe we'll do better predictions this year than we did last year because oh, they God. were awful last well, year. We actually thought Chelsea had a chance last year, which is insane. So. We did. We did. And the fact that neither one of us picked early Holland to win the game is just a travesty. Wild. That's, that's <laughs> an oversight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, c- complete oversight. Complete oversight <laughs> on our part. Um, but yeah, uh, until uh, next time, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Kimmich, baby, you heard it here first. Flippity floppity. <laughs> <laughs>